Hello, Patrick here. Welcome to 20 Minutes or So With, a series of conversations recorded throughout the 2020 and 2021 lockdowns. Today, it's 20 Minutes or So With the Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Sam Sparrow, who joined us all the way from LA. Sam Sparrow, welcome to the show, sir. Hi. Hi, thank, how are you? Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we, we love the new album, Boombox Eternal. Thank you. Uh, Halcyon Deluxe Edition was, was the full one we've listened to, both of us. Um, yeah. Personally, for me, I wrote down in my show notes, rhythmic, groovy, funky, fabulous. But what, what I would say overall, it's such a distinct sound. Uh, and, and according to Forbes magazine, Sam Sparrow returns from the past with music from the future. Is that a oh. fair assessment, would you say? Well, I mean, I tried to bring, you know, the album's kind of about my childhood music collection and the stuff that I listened to when I was really little. And I definitely tried to, it's, it's nostalgic, but I tried to sort of bring it into the future and make it feel fresh but it's heavily nostalgic mm. well forbes agree anyway well, they think it's futuristic oh thanks Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks forbes and what which of those kind of nostalgic influences were you bringing you know were there any particular kind of samples or people where you're like i've got to have a bit of that in there i mean i went very specific and did a lot of research on the the drum sounds and the synth sounds that i was using um it's heavily influenced by the Minneapolis kind of funk R&B pop sound of the late 80s, early 90s. So I'm talking like Prince, Janet Jackson, um, the producers, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, kind of iconic pop producers from that era. They were the template for the sounds that I used on the album. I was going to say, this is, this is a bit bizarre, Sam, because your voice is so distinctive. I'm hearing you talk and seeing you now for the first time. This, this is brilliant. Where are you at the moment? Are you, you're in LA, are you? <laughs> I'm in LA. Yeah. This is in, I'm in my studio, which is out in the back of my house and been here all year. <laughs> you are, so where you quote in the past, the beautiful people live. I, I, presumably we, ha we haven't been able to go out and see much people, but what's going on? Tell us about LA. We're, we're in, well, we're broadcasting on Islington Radio, obviously from London. Tell us about like where you live, the surrounding area, set us a picture. Um, okay, so what, I will say, first of all, I used to live in Highbury. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... Um, you know Islington I, very well then. Yeah, I, I lived there for about a year when I was in London, like 2008, because I've been back and forth to London for various stays, you know, living there for a few bits and pieces. So I know the area used to, yeah, I used to live there. But um, in now I'm in LA in, I'm in an area called Altadena, which is kind of northeast of downtown. It's about 20 minutes from downtown, like in the mountains, like the foothill areas so it's very chill um before that i was downtown and and silver lake and so here it's yeah there's like horses <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes like i see riding up the street um there's like raccoons squirrels every now and then there's a bear that comes down wow people you know people have like their cameras outside their house now and they they post them online like guys watch out there's a bear in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> it's like those smart doorbells except they're only tracking like exactly. like the animals it sounds like have you ever seen over the hedge the film over the hedge <laughs> no 
What? All the animals you just listed are in that film. It's, <laughs> it's like you live in Over the Hedge. That's pretty. Over the Hedge. Do I need to watch this? No, you definitely don't. No, it's, a, it's a kids' film, but it's got oh. all those animals you just listed effectively climbing over a hedge. I mean, there's people here too. Obviously, there's people. I'm not in a zoo, but <laughs> it's very naturey. Uh, well, I imagine that's quite good for a pandemic. And just to clarify, before we move on, I caught uh, a little bit, well, I say most of your uh, Instagram live stream with Emma Nike. Am I mm. right to refer to the pandemic as a pandy? Well, yeah, pandy is... Pandy, okay. I've been calling it for sure. The, pa- the pandy. <laughs> the pandy, right. And okay. during the pandy, right, you're... Well, you've got a different look, Sam. You know, you, you've got long hair and... We, we should say, and I'm sure you'll thank us for bringing this up, GQ, Man of the Year 2012. Is this look an attempt to be GQ Man of the Year 2021? <laughs> um, not really. I, I've never, like, <laughs> tried to do that. Um, but, I mean, I, do, I love style and, and fashion, and I love to change my looks. Um, you know, I'm a Scorpio. Allegedly, that's a Scorpio trait to sort of be, um, you know, a chameleon. And I like to evolve. I mean, my my hair is long because um, I think if it wasn't a pandy, I would have gotten fed up and cut it. But, you know, it's just been a lot of in the house. So I've grown it long. I really I, I'm enjoying it. Mm, absolutely. Definitely. And and you you mentioned you're a Scorpio. And M and EK, I think, is also a Scorpio. Is it true you were born hours apart, you and M and EK? Is that right? Well, not the same year. Oh. <laughs> so actually I'm significantly hours. older than than M and EK. But yeah, we're born one our birthdays are one day apart. And um, you know, we have a lot in common and we're good friends and we definitely, you know, I think we relate to each other as Scorpios and kind of being having a lot of the same personality traits we're both ridiculous <laughs> i was gonna say if you have much time to like interact with em and ek over over lockdown or i guess it's all been virtual a bit like this really yeah we've had some facetimes and do you remember house party was that like a, a thing like, like a at the beginning <laughs> yeah it was like everyone at the beginning of lockdown was like house party like see you on house party and then it kind of fizzled out but we had a few of those um and I, from the bathtub, I, I kind of, I, I'm a big fan of taking long baths and I would like FaceTime people from the <laughs> bathtub. <laughs> I feel like that's a, like a, yeah, maybe not a podcast, but some sort of lockdown online series like Sam Sparrow's Bath Time House Party or something, <laughs> you know, get, get some interviews in there. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. I'm thinking maybe this doesn't work. Maybe terrible <laughs> It's just like an echo chamber. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the acoustics aren't great. Yeah. Um, but um, we were talking about you and Emily K because obviously you work together on Melody of Us. Yes. Uh, is, and you wrote this three years ago. No, Emily K wrote this three years ago, and you sort uh, we of wrote it working on it. Yeah, we wrote it together. I'd initially had the music when I was working on Boombox Eternal. I'd had this track, and I was had written a few things on top of it, and I just didn't really like any of them. So Emily K was in LA. He was at my house, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to try writing this track?" And we just banged it out in a few hours. and But I didn't record it until the pandy. 
So I was like, I, I'm going to do a deluxe version of the album and put a few extra things on there. Awesome. And right. a lot of people, Sam, will know you from the, I mean, you'd probably look black and now and massive doesn't justify, but massive hit that was, that was black and gold. And obviously we've seen a few interviews in the past of you saying sort of time at that time was going so fast, you know, everything was coming yep. at once. And has that, has that changed now? Is everything sort of a bit different when you when you look back to then? Yeah. I mean, I was I was so young and just like didn't really know what I was doing. And um, it was, yeah, everything was happening so quickly. I'd gone from working in a cafe, you know, four days a week and doing music on the side um, and just like eating ramen for dinner every night to like you know, a few months later being on, you know, TV and radio and flying here and flying there and having meetings in big corporate offices. Like it was just, it was so intense so quickly. And um, yeah. And now it's, I just kind of, I'm, I'm older. I give less of a shit about everything. And <laughs> I just kind of focus on the music and, and yeah, it's, it's really different now. Have you ever been back to that cafe? and sort yep. of said oh hi remember me <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm friends with a couple of the people that that still they're still there and the manager of the cafe yeah it's a cute it's a it's it's a the cafe's right kind of near a lot of the film studios and so we would always get interesting like celebrities and people coming in and annie lennox came in once and like zach efron there was zach efron was in there a couple times and the paparazzi were outside it was an it was an interesting little cafe to work at mm. i feel like that's the place to go for the for the gossip isn't it is if you work in the cafe next to all the film studios you can be like i'm gonna know everything that's going on in this town <laughs> yeah there was a lot of there was you know i remember someone in particular came in and everyone was like they look familiar and i was like they've had they've got a new nose <laughs> <laughs> who was it can you tell um, us who it was Oh God! It was Ashley Simpson. Okay. <laughs> Ashley Simpson. She had a completely different nose in the beginning. Google it. <laughs> I love this. I was gonna. Well, I was gonna ask you. Ask you, Sam. I'm into my cold showers. I'm into my like reading. I think, and you might have experienced a bit of this as you've grown older, as you just alluded to. Uh, and I think it's very important, obviously, to look after yourself physically, mentally as well. Uh, so as I said, I do a lot of that, you know, uh, stretching and that sort of thing. I've got a green tea with me right now, actually. Um, Lots of antioxidants. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, going through something as massive as you just described, does that affect you in a mindful way or do you become more or do you have to become more? Because for a lot of people, that sort of environment, that situation and that spotlight is unimaginable um i mean yeah i mean i had a lot of i've talked about in the press more recently in the last year kind of about struggles with mental illness and and drug addiction and stuff like that so there was there's been a lot of changes in my life in the last 10 years of just um like i i had to completely change my life otherwise it just i don't think i would have been around for a lot longer um yeah i know it's a bit dark but i don't know why i asked <laughs> it's also um you know it's it's incredible what the, you know the power of willingness in in human beings is to to survive and just to be like okay i need to work on myself i need to um change the way i think and 
and learn how to take care of myself and my mental health and all of that stuff. So um, anyone that's struggling with it and, you know, my hat goes off to everyone that's, you know, struggling with mental wellness and, you know, just keep going. The, the pandemic or the pandy, I should say, <laughs> it's so difficult for so many people, but actually it's kind of given people a chance to sit back and go like, oh, I'm going to reflect on how I live my life and how I how I can be the person I should be and how I should be thinking and behaving and looking after myself. Yeah, I, th I think so. It seems like a lot of people have just, just being able to slow down and kind of stop and realize like, what, what were we doing? I mean, I think we were all just wrapped up in this consumption and speed and, you know, the world has changed so much in the last 20 years of, I mean, 15 years ago, we weren't like death scrolling on the toilet, looking at people's lives and going, my life is shit. Like, like <laughs> that's, you know, that's, I don't, it's not normal. No, no. I think it's important we do to sort of take the moments. At the moment, are there any sort of, do you, do you meditate or do you do anything like that? I mean, what's, what's LA saying about all that? Do, is there LA trends that we haven't yet seen in England that are helping with mindfulness? I don't know. I think I think you know the UK seems to be um, getting more up on like therapy and and meditation and wellness and stuff like that. It's not as um, you know taboo as it was for the older generations. I think, but um, there's a lot of you know faux spirituality in LA and everywhere. But there's a lot of wellness here as well. And I meditate. Um, I try to meditate daily, but I don't, you know, I don't always do it. Um, that helps. And, you know, therapy, friends. Um, I could sleep more, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to stuff about sleep. It'll, it'll scare you. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's my deep segment over. As I said to Patrick, I, you know, I think it's important to ask these questions, you know, check everyone's okay, but that's because I am very much having a, ice cold shower every day uh but Patrick, how's that <laughs> uh, it's cold it's i'm not gonna lie to you it's cold it's uh you might have seen a guy called wim hof he uh no. well look oh. him up wim hof he is now a global sensation and that is not i'm not just like bigging him up he is now actually massive but uh yeah cold he's shower cold every day guy. cold shower guy uh he's broken like 24 world records but like when when the science says proven heart rate like is your heart rate is going to be better or your heart generally is going to be better the out chance of getting alzheimer's is less scientifically proven i just stand there and think to myself okay i need to do that because that runs in my family like dementia and alzheimer's like i do yeah yeah well have a look at have a look up <laughs> you know he's uh he's it's, a, it's worth a read and he can back it up with science and uh but yeah, sorry, Patrick. I'll let you ask the next one. It, deep it is really cold. I having tried it myself, I'm yet to get as deep into, into the thing as Billy because I, I put one toe in the shower. I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that again tomorrow. <laughs> I can't do it. To build up to it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Fifteen seconds. Yeah. Well, um, back to the music. Um, I just want to clear something up. Is it true that your granddad actually played trumpet with actual Frank Sinatra? Is that a true yeah, fact? Yeah, that is true. That's a true fact. Yeah. yeah, um Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., um lots of kind of jazz and big band artists. He was really um he was an amazing arranger and trumpet player. And yeah, everyone there's a lot of musicians in my family, my dad and my brother and my great 
grandparents and my grandmother. So it's like a genetic um, like mutation or something. Wow. Did you, do you ever consider like a Von Trapp style? Oh my God. <laughs> family band? <laughs> we all had such different tastes in music. You know, like my dad was like in his room listening to, you know, blues and, and R&B and stuff. And my brother was listening to like Metallica and and um, Nirvana. And I was in my room listening to like hip hop and R&B and pop and stuff. So we just all ignored each other. <laughs> have you ever jammed together? You know, we have like, well, I, I grew up in church, so we would play in church together. And then my dad's played on my some of my music and my brother has. And yeah, we've gotten more collaborative as the years have gone on. It's a family affair. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned earlier that you did live in Highbury for a year. Obviously, you're Australian. You're in LA. You've you've been in around London. Do you have plans once you can, what you know, pandy permitting, to come back to uh, perhaps Islington Radio Studios or, <laughs> or anywhere in and around yeah, London? I'll come by. Yeah, I was I was actually supposed to be in London in May of 2020. Obviously, that flopped. Um, but yeah, I really it's this is the I haven't been into in London for about three years, and it's I think the longest time I've gone without being there. So I miss my friends. I want to come and do shows, and and yeah, I I miss London. So shout out. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Patrick said, Islington Radio, we have our own studios, so do come down uh, and say hi. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. You also revealed. Uh, for the last time I'm going to refer to the Instagram Live with M&EK, you, you also referred to another album. Now, you've just put out this album, but apart from obviously, you know, shouting about it uh, like you very kindly are today, uh, apart from the promo side of things, you're already working on a new album. Is that right? Yes. I'm trying to pick up the pace a bit because <laughs> I've notoriously gone very long times in between albums and... Um, I feel just like I'm inspired and I want to just keep, you know, I want to be putting more music out. So I'm going in a very, I'm veering, I've been kind of exploring more like, you know, techno and house and some UK garage and drum and bass and just, I'm playing around with those kind of sounds at the moment. So it's fun. I think, you know, post Pandy, there's a lot of pent up energy. I just feel like I really want to, shake shake everything off with some like up-tempo frantic energy mm. you you sort of inspired by i mean you you listen to list so many genres there like <laughs> is there an artist that you that you're like oh i want to collaborate with them or i want to go be more like them or i'm going to go hang out with them and find out what they're doing at the moment i'm you know i'm like i very much look backwards a lot when i'm working on something i don't often draw from my contemporaries even though i write and collaborate with other people but i've been listening to a lot of weirdly like prodigy and <laughs> um you know a lot of uk stuff from the early 2000s and there was just so much i think the uk when the us had you know obviously originated um house music and techno and stuff like that but then they'd the public kind of abandoned it on a you know on a commercial level and the uk really um you know, just kept that genre alive and expanded on it. And you think I think of like Bristol and the amazing like trip hop and drum and bass music that came out of Bristol. And um, 
you know, when I moved to London, I was a teenager, I got really into raves and clubs and I'm just reflecting on that time and kind of being inspired by that. Wow. Well, when you said Bristol trip hop, Patrick went to Bristol University. So now all I've got on my head is an image of a young Patrick, student Patrick, dancing around to trip hop. Is that some sort of rave at 4am? How was that? I loved it. I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't at many trip hop raves while I was there. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, Bristol's an amazing city, as you say, and there's so much music going on that like, you know, there's always something there. There's always something happening yeah. so you can just embrace it and you say like looking back for references in the past there are also so many places in bristol where you can like go see some jazz or you know have, yeah. have fun doing that um even if it's not trip hop at four in the morning and on that note sam it's been an absolute pleasure thanks so much thank you thanks for listening to another one of our 20 minute or so with conversations if you want to hear more from me and patrick then you can listen to our show on islington radio just head to mixcloud.com forward slash islington radio if you want to get in touch, we're Billy D Paddy T on Instagram or Billy D Paddy T at gmail.com. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It was presented and produced by Billy Draper and Patrick Thomas. The music was by Cambo.